Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. There you go. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. And if you live anywhere on Kenai or around Anchorage area, you probably noticed this last couple days that it has been rainy and snowy. Man, here on the Kenai Peninsula, we got... I don't know, it rained for about 24 hours on top of what was already two feet of snow. So it is a slush puppy out there, I'll tell you what. And today we're going to be going over kind of the some election results, talk a little bit about that, some breaking news, and also some stories that we know that Alaskans have been clicking on over the weekend. But before I do that, I want to just remind folks that listen, read, or watch Must Read Alaska that um, you can help keep the lights on here. Yes, you can. If you go to mustreadalaska.com over on the right-hand side, click on the donate button, $5, $10, $100, couple thousand bucks, any amount helps keeps the light help keeps the lights on. We are not funded by a huge nonprofit conglomerate like a lot of the mainstream media here in Alaska is. We are funded by local Alaskans who believe in conservative news and want to help us. And so if you already do that, we want to thank you for doing that. And if you want to partner with us, feel free to do that. It takes about two minutes and uh, we'll be we'll be full of gratitude if you do that. If you do listen to our podcast, we also ask that you give us a five-star review. We're just going to go out there and ask for it because we do this, uh, offer our content free for everybody. You can go to our website. You can listen to our podcast. It's all for free. We don't charge for any of it. And uh, we just ask for a review or two at the end of the day. And if you are into apps on your phone, go to the app store on the iPhone or the Android store, type in Must Read Alaska, and you can download the Must Read Alaska app. We put a lot of time, money, and resources into that, and it's yours for free. Enjoy it. We have tons of folks, literally thousands of people all over Alaska um, have our app and probably all over the U.S., but we see how many people download it, and we know that there's lots of people out there that enjoy it. So uh, without further ado, Suzanne, how's your day going so far this morning? It's a beautiful day, and the weather's just uh, sort of breaking into some really ni- really nice weather here in Anchorage. And I just noticed this morning from the weather service that we've had like the second rainiest year on record. And I don't know, we could be on track for the rainiest year because we're only halfway through the month of November. So it, it could it could be that way. Yesterday was uh, started out nice and, and like you said, turned into a big slush bucket by the end of the day. But uh, looking good today. Hey, we have some breaking news. Do you want me nice. to go, go? You want me to go over it first? Because I haven't read yeah, the story yet. Yeah, go for it. What, I mean, it. What's this breaking news? All right. So, so I get the newsletter out in the morning, and then I go brush my hair, and then come come here and do the podcast. So I haven't had a chance to write this up yet. But we have a new commissioner of revenue for the state of Alaska. So I think what's going on here is Governor Dunleavy recognizes that he has won. He's at fifty two point some some percent. And so that means he doesn't have to go into the ranked choice scenario. And it doesn't look like he's going to drop below the 50% threshold that would send him into that scenario. The math is really difficult in this this silly ranked choice voting that we have. Math is really difficult for Bill Walker and Les Guerra. And so 
they're not looking like that the combining the two of them will even reach 50%. So I, he's gone ahead and named Adam Crum as the commissioner for the Department of Revenue. And as you know, that is the department that takes care of all of our taxes from essentially from resources, because that's where our taxes come from. Uh, we're a resource-based economy, and that's our primary source of revenue for our state. And also the the money that funnels into our permanent fund, our, our sovereign wealth fund. So Adam Crum, who has been the, uh, health, the health commissioner for four years, he was the commissioner who was in charge of health and social services. And then um, about, I don't know, six months ago, the governor broke that department into two and um, appointed Kim Coville as the, as the commissioner of uh, family and community affairs. And then Adam had the health component, Department of Health for the state of Alaska. They kind of broke up that bureaucracy. And he comes from the business side of things, but he's got a, a really, really, really strong background. And he's got a, a master's in public health from Johns Hopkins University, which is really top. That's top of the line right there. And anyway, on Wednesday, he's going to be commissioner of uh, Department of Revenue. And so that's really good. And then Heidi Hedberg is going to be commissioner of health. She has been like the deputy commissioner of health over there. And both of those people have sort of managed pretty well through the pandemic. And so Heidi's quite a veteran and she's very trusted in the Dunleavy, um, Dunleavy world. She's a very trusted person. So she's going to be promoted to commissioner. And so off we go. I mean, we don't know what the final results are for the election and we won't know until November 23rd. But it looks pretty certain that Dunleavy can move forward with conviction. And you can see that that's what he's doing. Monday, he's this is Monday morning that we're type taping this, and he's announcing two new commissioners. Now, what happens during these these time frames, of course, as you know, John, everybody uh, who works for the governor who is in an exempt position, a non a non-union position, is supposed to submit their letter of resignation. And it's a formality, but it's it's also the real deal. He can accept it or he can say, thank you, just if you don't mind continuing to serve. And so everybody from you know his press secretary to his commissioners, to his deputy commissioners and assistant commissioners, all of those people submit their letters of resignation so that he can organize his new um you know, his new team. And so this is part of that process. I'm sure that uh, Commissioner Crum submitted his resignation and the governor called him up and said, I, I, I accept your resignation. Will you move over and head up the Department <laughs> of Revenue? Which Hopefully is not good... too long of a pause there to give Commissioner Crum a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, which is a pretty good outcome. And it's a good outcome for Alaska to have a, um, some, a steady hand at the wheel. And there is there are just few people that I know who are smarter than Adam Crum. He is a very, very smart man. And what's what I really like about uh, him is that he... You know, there there is a role in this world for managerial people. He is an excellent manager of people. He really knows how to pull together teams. So anyway, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, congratulations, Adam Crum, uh, Commissioner Crum. I think that uh, he uh, it's going to be well suited for the job. He's the, the kind of guy that could probably be put anywhere and figure out how to do the job. He's just a he's a good person. I mean, that's what I could say about him. Excellent. And you know, I'd like bit. to I'd like to see him on our um on our podcast one of these days because he's got so much to offer. 
Yeah, he's, um, you know, he's, he, a lot of folks, you know, in the conservative crowd, they want normal people in jobs that, um, you know, have, have business background. And this is it. And Commissioner Crum is just an everyday Alaskan guy that's got a business background that's really yeah. good at what he does. And uh, I think that the Department of Revenue is going to be um, sitting pretty with a with a guy like Adam at the helm. I know that he's also uh, pretty well liked by staff at the state level. And so you have a best of both worlds situation where he's going to be able to probably get some new things done because he's going to have staff that uh, likes and trusts him. And he has a governor that trusts him as well. So um, we hope for nothing but success for you, Adam. And I know that you probably will have success. He was um, at the, uh, I think I, he was at the, uh, Jim Minnery's fundraiser a couple of days ago. Oh, he was. Uh, he was just, at Alaska you know, Family Council. Yeah. Yeah. Shaking hands and having a good time. And, you know, he's a guy that um, he's he could probably be go, you know, be yeah, a be COO or, or a CEO of a Fortune 500 company now that he's ran the biggest department in the state of Alaska. But he's choosing to stay in Alaska and serve. So I, I, I like that. Yeah, I think governor someday. Governor Crumb. Yeah. So um, I think, Suzanne, we get a lot of questions still. Who yeah. won the elections? I thought Nick's going to win because ranked choice vote, and he's going to pick up everybody's second place votes. Um, tell us a little bit about, and we get the same thing with Kelly Chewbacca. Isn't Kelly Chewbacca going to win because she's going to pick up everybody's second place votes? Uh, give us a little election 101 on, um, on where we're at and where we go from here. Well, John, I think um, with this ranked choice voting, it is so incredibly hard to understand, and it's got a very difficult algorithm. Some people feel like you know, like Kelly Chewbacca will collect all of the second place votes, but she will not. I mean, Lisa Murkowski will, uh, right now, you've got Kelly Chewbacca with 94,000 and some odd votes. And you've got Lisa Murkowski with 91,000 some odd votes. First person to drop off of that ticket of, a, of that particular race is going to be Buzz Kelly. He's He's got 6,000 some votes. And most of those, most of the Buzz Kelly second bubble filler outers will go to Kelly Chewbacca. So she, she might be able to get close to 100,000 votes. And then you will be down to Pat Chesbro with her 20,000 and some odd votes. And I was looking at some social media over the weekend and watching the chatter between Democrats who voted for Pat Chesbro and how many of them said they held their nose and filled in the bubble for Lisa Murkowski second. And that they thanked Pat Chesbro for putting on that brave face and being the pretend candidate she was for the Democrats while they all knew all along that they were going to be faced with Lisa Murkowski as their um, continuing senator. So the, the Democrats have always known that Pat Chesbro was just a place filler and that, that, was, that she was willing to kind of run the race, show up at the, at the debates and, you know, pretend to be a candidate. And, and we can see that she got less than 10% of the vote. Those voters will uh, fill out Lisa Murkowski second, because those are pro-abortion voters. And we are kind of a pro-abortion state, John. I know this is no surprise to you that Alaska has always been somewhat of a pro-abortion state. We've got a, a libertarian view on it up here. 
a lot of people say it's none of my business. I'm not one of those people. I think, you know, it's the baby's business. And we we haven't dialed it in correctly up here when we say that we can uh, slice the head off a baby up until the moment it's born. And then once it's born, you know, it, it made it safe. Uh, I'm not one of those people who think that's a good idea. But we have a, um, a, a lot of people up here who don't want to get involved. And, um, you know, we're kind of an atheistic state in that regard. We we um, have a lot of people who just don't think that it that they it should matter to them since it's not their problem. And those are the people who are going to vote for Lisa Murkowski and Pat Chesbro. So Lisa Murkowski should be able to move ahead with, oh, at least 100. At this point, I see 110,000 votes, which gets her over the hump that she needs. So, you know, obviously it, that's a short short version on that particular race. Do you have any questions about that, that race that I haven't covered? No, I just think that, you know, people see, what people see is Kelly Chewbacca got the most amount of votes. Why is she not going to be able to win? This doesn't make any sense. You know, that's the question we see a lot of times. How would you explain that to somebody that sees, well, Kelly Chewbacca not only has the most amount of votes, but then she's going to pick up this other Kelly guy's votes and get another 6,000 votes. I don't understand why she doesn't win. I mean, I have that conversation I've, uh, with folks yeah. every day. And I, you know, I've had that conversation, <laughs> you and I've had that conversation together, you know, right when we realized ranked choice voting is going to be the new law of the land. How would you describe that to somebody that is just looking at it face value and saying, this doesn't make any sense? Well, who picks up the 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 most second votes? Um, it's not going to be, Kelly Chabaka is not going to pick up the most second votes. So she could get Pat Chesbro's votes and Buzz Kelly's second votes, and then she could do it. But the reality is that Lisa Murkowski is a uh, a moderate to liberal candidate that runs under the Republican flag. And she is not very much different than Pat Chesbro, except for uh, her vast amount of experience in Washington, D.C. And it looks very, it's very clear to me that uh, that she and Chesbro sort of ran a do no harm campaign. So uh, Chesbro never took any attacks on Lisa and Lisa didn't attack back. They they ran very friendly campaigns. They understood the, the nature of ranked choice voting because after all, it was Lisa's um, top lieutenants who designed this system. They designed it so that Lisa would win and, it, and it's worked exactly as they planned. So, um, you know, I'm not expecting that I can explain this and that everybody's going to be an expert in ranked choice voting overnight. <laughs> I think, John, the takeaway is um, we we have seen the smartest people in Alaska get fouled up on this, trying to understand ranked choice voting. And in, in the end, it could be that, you know, Kelly Jabaka has more overall votes between first, second and third, but it's only a matter of, of how many you collect to yourself before you know, ballots are exhausted and so forth. So, so in the in the in the U.S. representative race, um, Nick Begich is coming in third with twenty four percent. Sarah Palin is coming in second, twenty six percent, and Mary Peltola, who is our current congressman, is at forty seven percent. We've got Chris By as well, and um, this is a really interesting race. You you know, I'm fascinated by this race uh, quite a bit because we have. Uh, we have four really, really different candidates, and um, none of them really ran as a pair until the end when Sarah Palin and Mary Peltola started running friendly campaigns toward each other. And and 
Sarah Palin would not attack her, the Democrat, Mary Peltola. She would only attack the Republican, Nick Begich. And so she kind of paired up with the Democrat. And that's that is kind of classic what I've seen of her in the past, where she actually in, emboldens and enables Democrats. But she has a friendship with Mary and she wasn't going to, to actually attack her and on policy or anything else. She just said, I love everything about Mary, except I just wish she was a Republican. And it's like, OK, well, that's great, because that's that means uh, you're pro-abortion. Um, and that means you're anti-oil and you're anti-mining. But that's how that works. But it looks to me like um, like Mary Peltola will gather enough votes of uh, second place votes from Sarah and from Nick to get herself over the 47. She's at 47. She needs to be 50% plus one. But we will not know this race until we actually distribute the, the 3,000 votes, almost 4,000 votes from Chris By. They'll probably go to, uh, you know, they'll probably be split between Nick and Sarah. And then uh, Nick's, we'll see where Nick's votes go. He'll be the next. And then he'll be down to Sarah and Mary. And then it'll be just a binary choice who had the most. And then we won't know for a couple of weeks after that where Sarah Palin's votes might have gone. We'll never see those second votes because she'll, you know, she'll be in uh, likely be in second place because she's got a uh, 6,000 vote or 5,000 vote advantage right now over Nick. So I don't see him overcoming that. Uh, and, uh, and it, yeah, yeah. You, you want to ask me a question about that? Yeah, it's interesting. So we just did a poll on uh, Must Read Alaska this weekend, like not a scientific poll, just a Facebook poll. But it, you know, one of the things that does um, make it a little bit uh, scientific is that Facebook doesn't allow somebody to comment more than twice on a on a um, on a specific post, even if you're using different, um, you know, accounts. And so you oh. could really only somebody could really only vote twice on this if they wanted to and knew how to do it. If they try to vote more than twice, Facebook would kick them out. And so we've had about 2,000 people partake in this non-scientific Facebook poll, which is a lot of people. 2,000 folks took time out of their day to come over to Must Read Alaska and, and type in, do the question was, do you support ranked choice voting? And so 2,000 people voting on this is a big deal because a thumbs up was a yes, which is the easiest, most simple thing that Facebook allows you to do as a, somebody it's interacting first, with a comment. Yeah, it's and the first a, thing you see. Yep. And a negative and a no was a negative, like a negative frowny face. And so um, it takes a lot to get people to type, to click on that like button and then scroll over to the frowny face. Like they really have to not like it to take that other step because the average person only spends 1.7 seconds on a Facebook post. And so to get 2000 folks to do frowny faces was quite the uh, task. And so about 95% of people do not support ranked choice voting in our non-scientific Facebook poll. Yeah. And I think that that just shows normal everyday folks in Alaska, mostly that just do not like ranked choice voting because of what's happened here. And, you know, one of the one of the folks that maybe didn't quite understand ranked choice voting was the Sarah Palin camp, because as folks have seen and you reported on, Suzanne, um, she kind of did a victory speech. Now, it wasn't maybe a full-on victory speech, but she said the word victorious in it several times. A couple times, she yeah. Chief, she appointed a chief of staff for mm-hmm. um, what was presumably presumably her congressional staff, and she said she was going to go to D.C. to the Freedom Caucus. Now, 
Talk to me a little bit about that, Suzanne. What do you think? Did you look at it as a victory speech? Do you, do you think that uh, it was uh, put in place to maybe set up something down the road where she could claim election fraud? Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I don't know. The, the way that, that Sarah Palin sometimes speaks is she couches it carefully so that she can back it out and say, that's not what I said. I mean, she had a long diatribe on uh, Instagram the other day, probably on Facebook as well, where she just slammed the Republican Party and said it was a, a really, a, you know, it was bad. It just said a whole bunch of bad things about the Republican Party. And then at the end of her post said, you know, we need to stop sending money to these political organizations that are so bad. And then when it was reported in the news that she had said, stop sending money to the Republican Party, then she went on on Instagram and said, that's not what I said. I did not say that. And and yet, if you read her post, that's exactly what you would have come away with. So if um, if we say that she she's declared victory, well, what she said was she was feeling victorious. She's feeling victorious. She's eager to work for Alaska. She can't wait to get back to Washington, D.C. She's going back to D.C. to, to meet with the Freedom Club and get started to work, get, getting started to work for Alaska. She's hired um, Jerry Ward as her chief of staff. You can contact contact him at this um, uh, email address because she was going to be probably too busy to respond to every you know request. But he would do that because he's her chief of staff, and so a chief of staff is the person that you hire when you are a congressperson. And so she's making all these motions as though she has won. Um, I. I, I regret to inform her that she's she's at 26 percent and i don't think she did a ballot chase um for absentee ballots so they're probably not going to break her way um, i know that the democrats did a big ballot chase for mary peltola so probably um mary will will gain a few more here toward the end and uh and Nick Begich, I predict, will just sort of hold steady where he is. I don't think he's going to gain any either. And so basically, uh, I would tell her that going to the card show in Toronto was a good move. You know, I know that uh, I didn't see any activity f- with her in the Freedom Club back east. I know they met. There were no pictures with her. There was no um there was no fi- there were no po- social media posts. Um, nobody got their picture with her at the at the Capitol. But um, I do know that she ended up in Toronto at the Sports Card Expo, and she and her boyfriend, Ron Duquesne, signed um, autographs and had pictures made, and they sold those for $50 to the attendees. And um, so that that is something that she did do, working hard for Alaska. So I don't know. Um, you know, we'll, we won't know that race until the 23rd, and I guess I wouldn't hold your breath if you're a Sarah Palin a voter thinking that she is actually going to pull through on this one. I don't think so. Yeah, but you could uh, head on over to her cameo and book a cameo appointment with her if you want. I, I think I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, that be- well, I sent uh, her chief of staff a uh, an email inviting them again to the show. I doubt that we will hear back. But for folks that are very not excited about, you know, the fact that um we're not too easy on former Governor Palin. We continue, or at least I continue to invite her on the show and and uh, we'll probably continue to never hear back from her, but she's still always welcome on the show anytime she wants. would love to have her on the show and invitations, a standing invitation. So feel free to respond to one of the dozen emails or text messages I've sent over the last six months and we'd love to have you on. 
Well, maybe Jerry Ward will come on the show uh, since he's the chief of staff. And, um, you know, as 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 it relates to the election, you've got uh, some stuff that happened over the weekend. There were uh, 1,963 new absentee ballots and 1,692 question ballots that were accepted or partially accepted on Saturday. So for a total of 3,655 more ballots accepted, and that raised the total of ballots that are yet to be counted to 41,456. And we will get a new number, uh, a new tranche of information from the division elections on Tuesday. And those, uh, hopefully they will count those ballots or some portion of those ballots on Tuesday. Now, when they say partially accepted, that means they can go down the ballot and they say, you know what, um, we can accept this part of the ballot, but you get down to your district and and your district is in question, or you, you voted in the wrong district. And so basically that means the top of the ballot is, is usually accepted because that's statewide. Um, and then you add to that the 217, 835 ballots already counted and reported in. And so we're right now we're looking at 259,291 people who have voted that we know of. And of course, we'll see some more absentee ballots um, come in. We won't see too many more question ballots come in. I mean, I think that process is getting close to being done. But we are now, you know, we're, we're somewhere over 35%. I haven't done the math on it. 35% turnout, maybe 40% turnout that we will uh, see for this election, John. I guess um, we'll see a report on Tuesday and then we will, that's the 15th. And then we'll see another report on Friday from the divisional elections. And then after that, we move into the 23rd when they do the big uh, retabulation. And and for those races that are ranked choice and not very many races are, statewide races are, but a lot of the legislative races, John, were just two people, two people in a ride-in. So, yeah. you, were, you know, that that one, those ones are easy. Well, I um, I would be remiss if I forgot to tell people that we have new we're going to we're going to go 180 degrees here. We have new swag because I if I don't oh, say yeah. it now, I'm going to forget to say it because we're quickly yeah. running out of time. I'm going to order some of those bears for my grandchild and some for all, everybody else's grandchildren, too. Yeah, so we have if you have a Christmas party coming up, we have the perfect ugly sweater for you at the Must Read Alaska Swag Shop. If you just go to mustreadalaska.com, on the top right, there's a tab that says shop. Click on that. And we have a let's go Brandon Trump ugly sweater. We have a um for those of you that are obsessed with the show The Office, which I know a lot of people are, we have a office ugly sweater. We have a a sweater that says Happy Easter, where am I? With a picture of Joe Biden. And then we have a pic- we have an ugly sweater that literally says, this is my ugly Christmas sweater. And has a picture of the president, vice president, and Nancy Pelosi on it. And, you know, if that doesn't bring a smile to your face, I don't know what will. And they're Christmas themed. So uh, you'll not only turn some eyes, but you'll have uh, be somebody who is inducing a lot of laughs at a Christmas party. So feel free to head on over there. They're 25 bucks. We also have, like Suzanne mentioned, uh, gifts for potential gifts for kids. We have Alaska stuffed animals, uh, I don't know, and five or six different kinds of stuffed animals. We have holiday hooded blankets. We have a dad hat with an Alaska leather patch. We have Merry Christmas, must read Alaska candles. I mean, and then we probably have, I don't know, another 30 to 40 different 
uh, standalone items. Uh, do you still, the, do you still have any uh, any of those uh, the Let's Go Brandon candles, or are, the, are those sold out? Uh, we do have the Let's Go Brandon candles. Um, yeah. Um, and we also have the brand new Merry Christmas for Must Read Alaska candle. Yeah, I think I'm going to get uh, a, a, a one of those really classy Merry Christmas Must Read Alaska candles and send it to um, to to some politicos. Maybe maybe like Forrest Dunbar. That would I think he might <laughs> like that. And they're scented too. That one has like a Christmas spice scent to it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, by the time you order it to the time it hits your doors, maybe is like seven days. And and um, you know, we we don't really make a ton of money on these. Uh, well, so we're just we kind of breaking yeah, you know items. What? You know what? Over the over the course of the year, John, we don't make any money on. It, I just yeah. got to tell you because we have to pay like I don't know seventy five bucks a month for the benefit of having a shop. It's just you know, cost of doing business, but these are fun items and it's just fun to have our, our own stuff. And you've done a fantastic job building up that store and putting in some really fun stuff. Like remember those Zach Fields special leg wrestling, yeah, uh, special leg pants. wrestling sweaters. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, you've had some fun stuff in there. And, and of course, as the legislature gets going, I'm sure we'll have opportunity to have more fun stuff. Yeah, it's fun. So head on over there, pick up some Christmas swag and, uh, you know, we got everything from ugly sweaters to Alaska-themed high-end luggage, um, and the list goes on. So, um, Suzanne, do you have anything to add before we head off here? Oh, I know that that is the ha- fastest half hour on the planet. I just want to say I appreciate everybody who sticks with us here at Must Read Alaska. It's a scrappy enterprise that we have here. We're gritty. We like to tell the truth. We're a force for good, and uh, we we always appreciate it when people um, – to sort of bark back us back us at us a little bit and keep us in line and tell us when we're not being a force for good. That's okay. Um, we like to have a civilized conversation here and we like people when they uh, are engaged in politics to be civil with each other and to be uh, to be kind to each other. Um, there's no there's really no cause for name calling and there's no cause to be upset and angry. The world will continue on after this election. God will still be on his throne, John, and um, I'm going to have a great week. Nice. Well, uh, tune in tomorrow, folks. I'm going to have the executive director of the uh, Alaska Miners Association. And then the next day, I'm going to have Mayor Rodney Dial from the Kitchikan Borough. Kitchikan, um, he was uh, won re-election, so it's his second term as mayor there. He's very well-liked conservative mayor, and uh, you're not going to want to miss out on those uh, two interviews. For folks that are listening, watching, or reading Must Read Alaska, thank you for doing that. If you want to help keep the lights on and contribute, go to mustreadalaska.com. And on the right-hand side there, there's a donate button. Five bucks, 10 bucks, 100 bucks, any amount helps. If you already do that, we want to thank you for doing that. Thank you for partnering with us. And we'd sure love to have you consider giving us a year-end gift. So until next time tomorrow from somewhere in Alaska, I'm John Quick signing off.